This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, welcome back to the Survival Show Podcast. I'm producer Ben. And before we get into today's Manly Music segment, let me just remind you to hit that subscribe button. That way, you never miss any of our segments or shows. As you listen today, I hope this segment gives you some great food for thought to chew on for your day ahead. Alright, let's get into it. Here's the man, the myth, the legend, Master Craig. Hey everybody, this is Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Line School, coming to you today for another podcast. Uh, one of the things that if you followed me much at all in my books and our classes on the podcast, one of the things that I try to do is provide the service of being a mythbuster when it comes to survival training, survival preparation. Uh, what I mean by that is I like to wade through some of the stuff that I consider dogma that it seems like actually isn't really helping people. And so what I wanted to do is to dig into that subject a little bit today and focus on some things that we actually have the ability to do. Every one of us have the ability to do. Um, the reason I'm doing this is because there are certain things that you can learn, that's for sure, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. Now, obviously, that's why we run Nature Reliance School, to have people come and study with us. But I also want to accent for you that each and every one of us have certain characteristics, and particularly our senses that we all have, if we just know how to utilize them more effectively, then we can utilize them for survival as well. So that's my subject for today, is we're going to be looking and digging into our senses and seeing how they affect us and how we can utilize them in survival. Uh, last time, I've got a lot of really good feedback, so Mike, I know you're listening out there. Thank you so much for that feedback. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I noticed when I listened to the podcast and I watched the video myself is I seem to ramble a little bit. So what I've done is I've stolen my wife's iPad and I've doctored it up so it's got cool stickers that I like on it. And that way I'm going to have my notes here so that I can utilize them so I, I don't ramble as much this time. Uh, I know your time is valuable and I want to keep your time efficient as possible. So what we'll do is, is I'm going to break down each one of our senses. We've got five main senses, but I also want to discuss our sixth sense and how we can utilize it for survival as well because it's incredibly valuable. Let's take a look at taste first. So the first thing I want to make sure that we dig into is, uh, as far as taste is concerned, is when we eat food, particularly in America, we tend to just scarf our food down and move on to the next thing that we're going to do. And we actually don't take time to savor our food. Uh, if we were to take time to our savor our food, then we'll be, our morale would be increased because we really enjoy what we're eating. And in a survival situation, taking time to savor the food will prolong the act of eating. And so take time to savor your food. That's going to be a, a fantastic uh, thing that you can do to help uh, enhance what it is that your taste allows you to have. Another thing is that our body has the innate ability to take care of us as best we can if we set it up for success. So if you're tasting something and it doesn't taste right, then you need to stop, reconsider, look at it, consider the source for it. Maybe it does have a toxin in it. Maybe it is got some bacteria on it. Maybe, and some of that stuff you can't smell, you can't see, but maybe your taste buds will be able to indicate that for you. So if you're tasting something and it doesn't seem right, then listen to your body and see what that tells you. So 
another one is taste can actually give you a huge morale boost. Uh, for example, in our classes, if you followed me at all, I talk about how uh, I typically tell myself that when I brush my teeth, I become Superman. And it's just a mindset game that I play with myself. But every time that I brush my teeth, I do convince myself and tell myself that I'm more powerful than I was before I brushed my teeth. Whether that's in a, a situation where I'm brushing my teeth with toothpaste, like at home, or on a, on a survival trap or a training uh, situation, or whether I've cut off a, a small pine bough and I'm utilizing it to clean my teeth or clean my mouth because it's an astringent, then, again, I convince myself by utilizing those taste buds that, hey, I have become Superman and I'm stronger than I was. Again, that's a mindset. Our smell is incredibly valuable to us, and uh, I recently read a story about how black bears can actually smell time, in essence. Basically, they can smell, for example, a dead animal and know that that animal's been dead for a few hours or that animal's been dead for two weeks. Um, think of that as far as your safety is concerned in an area where bears are. If you've got a lot of smells that are coming off the food that you're fixing, then a bear's going to be able to tell, hey, that's something that's happening now. And if it, for, particularly if it's a grizzly bear, they might be going out and looking for whatever that's making that sound. I mean, whatever's making that smell, which would be you. So that's one way that you can make sure move your camp away from where you will be fixing your food. And that way you'll be much better served by utilizing your nose to take care of your safety. Uh, another one, and hunters do this all the time, uh, good hunters that is, and you can utilize this in a survival situation, particularly when you're trapping or hunting or something of that nature, is recognizing that your scent, the scent that is on you, carries with the wind. So, for example, where I'm sitting here now, the wind is hitting me in the back and it's going the direction that basically I'm facing. So anything that I'm looking out there is probably getting a scent of me before I'm going to be able to see it. That's not real good if I'm hunting, for example. Uh, if I recognize where the winds are, then I can pay attention. And when I move into my area to check my traps, for example, I'm going to utilize that wind to my effectiveness so that I don't broadcast as any more wind than I have to in the area. Food that is bad, uh, like food that might have a considerable amount of bacteria on it or may be in the process of decay and is not healthy for you, is something that we can often smell. And so utilizing your sense of smell is going to be, okay, I've, I've, I've got an animal, I've trapped it, maybe it's injured or something, and you're concerned that the meat that is in that animal is not healthy for you to eat, then your sense of smell would be able to help you with that. Uh, I killed a deer several years ago uh, that I could tell was injured when I shot it, and that's the reason I shot it, because it was injured. And by the time I got to it, I realized that is not a deer that I wanted to do anything with. I mean, it was completely eat up, maggots were all over it. I, did, I couldn't see that from the deer stand, obviously, but... Uh, but it was one of those things that my nose was keen to tell me, hey, that's something that you should avoid. Um, as far as tracking is concerned, I've utilized a sense of smell, and you can too, to uh, if an animal has been gut shot, for example, then it's going to have that bile smell to it that is in the blood that comes out because the bullet or the arrow or what have you is going to go through that area. And again, uh, I, I mentioned this several times before. Uh, if you hear some footsteps around, that's my dog walking around. So uh, Cedar likes to join me on all our trips out so that you might be hearing her walking around. Um, but uh, you can smell that bile in the blood as you're tracking an animal. That'll help you be able to find it. Utilize that to your advantage when you're setting up a trap too is utilize the uh, a very smelly substance that would be able to bring attention. You know, a lot of, a lot of trappers will use... Um, 
bait that has some sort of urine in it that might be an attractant to another animal to bring them in, or you can use some sort of food source that has a certain smell to it. Uh, and another thing on tracking that, and, and I just lump this in as tracking, is just a good sense of smell, is if something's going through an area and they break a branch, you can smell that branch. It'll smell fresh. If you're looking at a branch and you're not sure if it's a fresh one or not, smell it. And that way you can determine if that person, you might be tracking a person, for example, you might be tracking a human, uh, you can utilize your sense of smell there to be able to help you track somebody. Now, our sense of touch is uh, going to be utilized in a lot of different areas that we don't even recognize. But a simple one, I think, is just to recognize that your knife is sharp. Uh, if you have the ability to know what a, a knife feels like when it's sharp and you feel your knife and it's not sharp, then you need to sharpen it because a dull knife is the most dangerous knife, right? Uh, so make sure that you utilize your sense of touch for that. Another thing that I always try to encourage our students to do is to put... Um, things that you may need in the same place in your pack, for example. Like I take a headlamp and I keep it on the top of my pack attached to the handle so that in the dark I can use my sense of touch to always just find that light immediately. Um, so that's a fantastic piece of information that is just simple, but you're utilizing your sense of touch and you're utilizing it to find your light easier. If you've got your light buried down in your pack and you have to go digging for it and feeling for it, you may be able to find it, you may be able to not. So put it in a spot where it's easy to find and use your sense of touch to get it quickly. Um, and the last two, our hearing and our sight are the two things that we utilize more than anything uh, in particularly in wilderness survival, but in situational awareness, urban self-defense, any number of things. Uh, but as far as wilderness is concerned, make sure that you listen to bird sound. Um, I, I speak of this all the time, but birds talk about sex, they talk about food, and they talk about danger. And so if you get tuned into knowing what those things sound like, for example, the best way to do this is study robins, because everybody has robins around them. Uh, study the sounds of robins, and you'll know what a robin sounds like when it's alarming. And that way, if you're hearing that, then something's causing it to alarm. So if you're in an area... Uh, and for example, when you hear a bird alarming, then something's causing that alarm. That could be a predator. That could be food that you might want to hunt. Uh, I, when I'm training law enforcement officers in man tracking, uh, one of the things that we, uh, we picked up years ago that law enforcement officers talk about all the time is if they're running after a bad guy through a neighborhood, for example, the hill, they, they will hear throughout the neighborhood, slowly but surely going down the road, a dog barking in this backyard, a dog barking in that backyard, and then slowly down through the neighborhood, and they can track basically using their ability to hear to know that the bad guy is moving down through the neighborhood just by the dogs barking. Um, if you need to hear more, it's simple, but just put your hands behind your ears, cup behind your ears, and listen. Um, that is going to be an incredible way to gather more information because sounds coming through you, to you through sound waves, and your ears are out from the side of your head to help gather that information. If you put your hands around your ears, you just create bigger ears, for example, and you can gather more information. It's just a big stopping mechanism for the sound. Um, one thing to keep in mind as far as uh, wilderness and even urban is if you're in a situation where you may be concerned for your safety and you hear a sound, the best thing for you to do is to stop. So listening as you're moving and you hear something, then stop. That's an old thing that I learned squirrel hunting years ago, but it's a very effective tool to be able to utilize even in an urban situation uh, as far as keeping myself safe and making sure that I know what's going on around me at all times. Let's get into our sight because this is probably one of the most important aspects of our senses. And you have rods and cones in your eyes. And one of the things to keep in mind 
is that your rods and cones are are very good photoreceptors, basically, is what we refer to it as. Is they, they take in light and they take in information and they pr process that information slightly. They don't really process it, but they utilize it to pass that information on uh, through nerve endings at the back of the eye into the brain so you can process it. So um, one of the things I want to make sure we understand as far as sight is concerned is that the big things that jump out to us in regular daily occurrence is movement, and so we, as a species of animal, are really keen to quick movement, no different than any other animal. And so when something's moving quickly, we need to turn and address it. We need to pay attention to it. Um, it there's some of that that's built into us that's very natural, but at the same time, if we tune ourselves into it even more, we can pay more attention to it and utilize it to our advantage. The other one I want to talk about as far as sight is concerned is make sure we utilize our eyes as best we can in low light conditions. And so, for example, uh, if we're in a situation where we're in a dark area and we use a bright white light, what that forces our eyes to do is it, it forces our eyes to dilate and go back and forth rather quickly. Because when there's no light, our pupils will get really big to take in more light. And when there is light near our eyes, then they'll get small. And so basically it forces you to, um, to go back and forth from having real good ability to see things to not. That's why, uh, for example, if you have a tactical flashlight on your uh, firearm or you carry a tactical flashlight and you all of a sudden in a dark room just turn it on and the room's bright white, then all that light gets reflected to you and it can actually uh, slightly blind you. I know it's going to slightly blind the bad guy too, but at the same time it's going to slightly blind you as well. So just keep that in mind. If we have the ability in situations is let our eyes get used to the darkness and that way if we go into an area that the actual completion of your eyes being where they need takes about 30 minutes. So if you're in a dark situation, you're in a wilderness or an urban event and you need to go out, if you have the time available to you, then do what you can to allow your eyes to, to, uh, to get ready for that darkness by uh, giving yourself several minutes at least, at least several minutes, 10 minutes. But 30 minutes is going to be where you're going to be at optimal ability to utilize your eyes. Um, the other thing is your eyes will see lines. So that's why people, when they look out into a forest, they'll, they'll see the lines of the trees, for example. And when we're in a tracking class, when we teach tracking reconnaissance, whether we're teaching man trackers for law enforcement or we're teaching average ordinary civilians, one of the things we try to teach them to do is to look into mine clutter. Mine clutter is an area where there's a bunch of lines, like a bush or something, because that's easier for people to hide in. And that's an easier place for something to hide and, and be an aggressor to you. And so being able to focus on the mine clutter is going to be able to force you to look in that area as well as take in the lines. And again, that's built into us because if somebody's going to strike us, for example, uh, we see that arm coming to us. And so if we can keep that to our bodies, then we're going to be uh, better off. And I'll tell you a quick story and then we'll be done for the day. Um, but I was in a man, uh, man tracking course as a student and I was in that class with a bunch of uh, Air Force EOD guys. These are guys that are responsible for um, containing and diffusing taking down IEDs and they had all been deployed and I was I was very fortunate to be able to train with these guys and the class was a visual a visual acuity class and in that class uh, I was there more as a wilderness man tracker and they were there as IED experts and we were out in the woods together training and helping one another as students in this class and there were times where the IED techs 
could see the bomb right in front of us, and I couldn't see it for nothing. And they were like, Craig, it's right here. And, that, and that's what the class is for. They would point out the things that made it a bomb to them. And I was there going, all right, this is how we know that the person walked to there because I could see the tracks going to it because I'm a tracker, right? But they couldn't see the tracks because they're not used to that, but they could see the bomb. So get out, spend more time looking for danger and stuff of that nature and train yourself to be able to see these things. So again, my purpose today was to focus in on our senses, and I hope this has really helped. Uh, these are things that you already have within you that you can utilize to affect your survival. I didn't really get into the sixth sense, but basically what the sixth sense is, more than anything, is you see, hear, taste all these things already. It's just sometimes we don't allow ourselves to recognize that. And that sixth sense, particularly the, the thing when you're in the woods and you feel like something's looking at you, something probably is looking at you. And you've actually probably, your eyes probably crossed over it, or you've actually heard it and you just haven't processed that in your mind. So spend more time out in the wilderness to learn what the wilderness looks and sounds like. Spend more time in a situation where you're training for survival and self-defense so you know what it feels like. Uh, as Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a good plan until they get hit in the mouth. So that's what we want to make sure we do. Get as much experience as you can. That way you can utilize your survival, your senses, to be able to take care of yourself in disaster, survival, whatever it might be. Keep giving us this feedback. Come on, join in. Let's learn together. There you have it, folks. That wraps up today's Manly Musing segment. Let us know what you think. And don't forget, you can engage with us anytime over on Patreon. Let us know how we're doing. You can give us some suggestions for our future podcast. And you can submit questions to be answered on our full-length show. For all of us here at The Survival Show, thank you so much for your support and encouragement till next time i'm producer ben and remember keep it simple be positive and stay sharp